Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the great Julie Klausner for some discussion of Daniel Craig and Jason Statham and, of course, the spice paprika. Let's go. Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles, a steamy one today. Mm-hmm. Hot. I'm wearing short pants. Jordan, what kind of pants you got on? Also short pants. Excellent. That, well, it's appropriate for the summer season. Oh yeah. I'm wearing what our friend Jonah Ray would be call would, would call an Aloha shirt. Mm-hmm. That's uh, nice. That's is that what, uh, vintage? Yeah, this is a vintage Aloha shirt. Yeah, it's very nice. It's You're how, a regular Don Ho over there, Jesse. It, it's how I enjoy my Sunday afternoons as a Southern California father to be. I may I may do some barbecuing later. Sure. Um, that's actually not true. I have some. Um, uh, what's this called? It's uh, Hungarian food with beef chunks and a lot of paprika. Yeah. Oh, hey, I thought up a dad joke for you. <laughs> what's this thing called? Uh, this is no. This is just a joke you can make to your. No. Child. What is the thing called with the beef? Okay. Ch- oh, number sorry. one, shut your pie hole. I'm okay. If you're not going to pay attention, I'm not even going to address you. It's either goulash or paprikash. It's goulash. Thank you, Julie Klausner, our guest. She is the host of How Was Your Week, uh, the hit podcast. The smash hit podcast, the podcast that uh, bested me and somehow managed to book Joan Rivers, um, despite my months of effort, I failed in that get, department. Have you been trying to get in touch with her? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk after. We'll okay, we we're going to talk after. I'm, you should bait her by wearing horrible outfits on the red carpet. Don't listen to him. We'll talk after the show. I'm not listening to him. He wouldn't engage I my goulash was give you a, I was going to give you a golden dad joke. I was I'm ready. I'm sorry if I didn't. Okay. Number one, who's the host of the program, Jordan? You're the host of the program. I also Number contribute. two. Number two, what am I making for dinner? It's something with paprika in it. I don't it's know. It's called, Julie? Goulash. It's called goulash, Jordan. Okay. It's I'm called sorry. goulash. Let's let's be welcoming to our guest. Sure. She wants to talk about goulash. We're going to talk about goulash. Oh, I didn't. I, I made this. I mean, in, how much more is there to say about it? I made it in my slow cooker. Okay. Oh, really? It's part of the slow cooker revolution. I got this from my friends at the America's Test Kitchen. Overnight? Uh, it was, I didn't do it overnight. I did it a full day. But it's nice. It's stewed, so it freezes well. I like that stuff. Yeah. Because stay on microphone, Klausner. Sorry. This Cla- whole thing is a it's, fucking disaster it's, area. It's, yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. It's Klausner. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Do you guys just want to call it a day and go see Zookeeper? <laughs> like maybe, I mean, you know, we've, we're already off to such a, just a lousy start. I mean, we should probably just. Did you see? Go, dr- we'll stop at Coldstone. You guys can get a like it or a love it. I'm going to get a gotta have it. And we'll see Zookeeper. Did you see the comments on uh, last week's program on our message board? Uh, the poor people who felt sad when I pretended to be angry. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, I pretended to be angry at... Who was I pretending to be angry at last week? Malky. Why was I angry at Malky? I don't know. I don't think you... I pretended to be angry at Malky. I think I was pretending to be angry... 
Was it Malky? He's such a sweet guy. How could I have been angry at him? Even in I a think because he way. was trying to plug something. And oh, when you that's felt true. Like, you felt like I maybe felt, he I was plugged al- enough. I had already plugged a lot of different things mm-hmm. and had plans to plug more. Yeah. And then he wrote in with a little monologue. No, I, I can take care of that for him. Sure. He doesn't have to look like an asshole. Well, maybe he's been on some podcasts with lesser hosts who aren't. Thank As you, Jordan. Welcoming. That's very nice so, of you. I'm Jordan, trying to get back things back on track. In my head, I was planning to fire you after the show, but I'm, I've All changed right. my mind. Stay of execution. I have changed my mind. This and the Cold Stone Creamery thing, you are solid gold. We got Klausner here, of course. Klausner. Um, it's great to Zookeeper have Julie here. Zookeeper, guys. Come on. We can just do it. It's going to be a Put lot of fun. this whole podcast ugliness behind us. You know what? I went to I see... Last night, I went to see um, Hor- uh, Horrible Bosses. bosses. I went to see Horrible Bosses. And How did you know that's what he saw? What else is he going to see? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right. What else am I going to cook besides goulash or prickolash? What was it called? What was the other it thing pap- called? Paprikash. Paprikash. Um, I went to see Horrible Bosses, and it didn't work out well for me, so I'm a little gun-shy like, about going like to it? see movies. I thought it was a kind of a stinker. Was it too long? It was just not very funny. <laughs> There was a couple of funny things. Look, I have an endless supply. This will not change my opinion of any of the three leads of this film. These are all wonderful and gifted comic actors. Uh, but the writer can go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm not going to say the writer because uh, uh, at least one of the writers is uh, the guy from, uh, uh, from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, the main guy from Freaks and Geeks. He seems like a great guy in that Freaks and Geeks. One so. of the actors? Yeah. And God bless him for getting a screen, screenplay produced. Yeah, the main guy. The main guy from Freaks and Geeks. The That's little, the guy that wrote guy. that movie. Huh. Yeah, Sam Weir. Huh. He wrote that. No it's either bones, that, from what I understand. It's possible it was the main guy from Undeclared that wrote it. It was either the main guy okay. from Freaks and Geeks or the main guy from Undeclared. So, some short-lived Apatow project. So, but, but I have a lot of goodwill for both of these uh, little nebbishy teens. Sure. Um, and so I, I'm not going to blame the writer. I'm going to blame uh, just the universe. You know, the deck stacked against you if you're trying to make a good movie. The odds are that if you're trying to make a good movie, you're going to fail. You know, very few people can consistently make good movies. You know, it showed that they, 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 had, the, they had the heart to put some good people in this movie. You know, like I would have loved to have enjoyed Jennifer Aniston's performance. Uh, she's great. You know, she's a real winner when it comes to stars. You know, but it, she is great. She's she's great. She's, she's great. really talented, man. She's great. Julie, did you see the movie? I didn't. Not yet. Did you? I have not. I have also not seen the movie. Um, you know, could have been worse. This, been trying to get the zookeeper thing going. Nobody feel- seems to be getting on board that train. Jordan, I got something for you here. Okay. I know that you've been having a lot of trouble so far in the podcast. Yeah. Um, no one wants to hear my dad joke. Everyone turned on you. No one wants to hear your dad joke. Uh, you don't even know what the hell goulash is. Sure. It's a Hungarian paprika stew. Um, but we have a note here from David. I think David lives in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. says, Dear Jordan... Uh, dear Jordan and Jesse, I'd love to hear you eat this pizza bar on the podcast. <laughs> I have not tried it myself, but my friend has. Sincerely, That's a good, okay, good. <laughs> sincerely, David. Julie, Julie, how do you feel about pizza bars? I've never heard of one. What is it? 
Uh, well, it's a power lunch. Part of the power lunch line. Can I see the? Label? Uh, we should say that there's Japanese writing on this. So it this looks like mostly... it looks like an elongated combo. Yeah, it's it's. That's a good way to describe it. It looks like you know if they're going to show like a cross section of a multi a multi grain bar. Yeah, so it, looks it looks like a little a, like that. Only it's savory, I guess. And what what's what what worries me about it is that that filling, that multi grain like filling, is all pepperoni colored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, that so seems like a lot of pepperoni this, on this paste. Package. There's a picture of a real pizza, right. which is meant to remind you of pizza. Right, and then there's. I don't because honestly, would you make the connection if that picture of real pizza wasn't behind? Yeah, it? and then there is a picture of um, what looks like a Nutrigrain bar, and the filling is a dog's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to know. To be about fair, that. a slightly think, no, compressed, flattened I think dog yeah. dick. Dogs. What dicks look, what they look like lipsticks. Yeah, well, that's, that's that it isn't pointy. It, it looks no, like a. Do- right. It it's actually a colored, looks like it. It looks like a dog like a treat. It looks like pepperoni. It's, it looks spongy. The filling looks spongy to me. Anyway, we have it. I think we should just eat it, you know? I mean, what the fuck else? What does else? it smell like? I'm going to hold it up to the microphone. It smells a lot like a pizza. Can I smell it? Yeah. Here you go. This, is a, this thing does smell like a pizza, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what it smells like? Um, when I was in camp and they'd give us, like, the baked ziti, like, it was clearly frozen and they'd reheat the... You know, like the sauce, like yeah. oregano y. Yeah, it smells very oregano y. It Guys, smells I like. I think it smells like a dog's dick. <laughs> Jordan, what are you getting your nose down in there for? What happened to you? <laughs> I had a very cruel dog as a child. Jordan, I was actually going to try and break off a piece. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it is tougher than I would imagine. It is, uh, it, 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 it resisted my first attempt at breaking it. Oh, it's, it looks it looks gooey. It looks like it has. It looks like it has a sort of Nutrigrain bar like consistency. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. The outside is Nutrigrain bar ish, but the inside is granule, more granule than I would like. Granular. Yeah. It's it's gooey. I mean, it's uh, stretchy. It's a lot stretchier than it's I expected. Like taffy or jerky. Yeah, it's like a taffy. Here you go, Julie. Here's yours. No, oh, thank you. Um, David didn't say that he wanted to hear me eat it. That's true. Julie is. Um, so Jordan and I will be eating I'm, a Japanese pizza I'm bar. Julie's just going to check out her makeup no. in her compact I'm that just, she just I'm, brought out I'm of her purse. I'm a little schwitzy. I'm just fixing my shine. What do you got there, Jordan? Warm here. Don't don't chew. We got to lean away from the microphone when you chew, or we're going to get in trouble well, with the they chew know police. That I'm eating it. I know, but the They're chew police. It. They're eating it. The chew police are out there, and they have a lot of access to email. We know that from past programs. <laughs> How is it? Uh, it's not. It's not good. I don't want to eat any more of it. Honestly, I have a. I have a modest piece, and I don't want to finish it. Jesse, it is way. It, it's like a spongy taffy yeah. in consistency. What uh, is the flavor? Is it really salty? It doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's sweeter than I expected. That The smell is the most no, noteworthy thing. Of it. it does not taste like it smells either. It, for some reason, it gives off that waft of Italian spice. Uh, but biting into it is just like a... Yeah, it's a combination of like taffy and like a gross sun-dried tomato. <laughs> But spongy too, right? I'm yeah. not off base in describing no, no, no. it as spongy. Spongy, very spongy. Like uh, it's uh, like eating play doh. That's a, that to me. The the consistency is most 
like Play-Doh. Yeah, of it's like if I... it's like if green Play-Doh. You know how different. You know how they have those smelly markers that you had in in like preschool, oh, elementary sure. school. It's like if green Play-Doh was a smelly Play-Doh and it smelled like oregano. Sure. We just ate that. And looked like a dog's dick mm-hmm. rolled up like sort of uh, sort of hot dog in a bagel style. So this a is A bagel called... dog. And then flattened culinary expert Julie Klausner. There, you know, it's, you're closer, but there's like a Z sound. So like Klausner. Klausner. Yeah, that, that's how my family pronounces it. We pronounce it, it in the German style. Uh, please don't. No. I shan't. I'd prefer if you did it. It says on the label that it's from the Power Lunch line. Is this meant to be eaten with business associates while you're hashing shit out? Like, do you think this is this is like when guys are like, all right, we're gonna be here all night. Put on a pot of coffee and get out the pizza bars. (laughs) Everybody tears it open and they have that signature smell that means taking care of business to the Japanese businessman, right? To the uh, salary man, as they're known. In is, Japan, is that true? As I understand mm-hmm. from uh, from slightly xenophobic magazine articles in the late 1980s, <laughs> from what like Spy? What magazine? No, from like a, from like you from like a, maybe like a Newsweek magazine, oh, uh, an article that like trend pieces that accompanied Gung Ho. Maybe something that would accompany. I would say maybe something that 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 accompanied Rising Sun. The okay. film Rising Sun. That's or the book Rising Sun, for that matter. Something about how the repressed Japanese salaryman goes to work in his mind-numbing cubicle every day. And then, right. and then at night, he, he breaks loose with wild bouts of karaoke and themed pornography. So we should pity him as he takes our job. Exactly. <laughs> we, should pity sla- we should pity fear him, essentially. We should fear how pitiable he is because it makes for a business advantage. I never heard that term, salary man. It seems like it would be the least easy uh, term for him to pronounce. You, you really... There's a lot of L's and R's <laughs> that you could swap. In well, school to promote nutrition, we got a visit from Celery Man. Is that true? Or did you just make that up? No, it's not true. Jordan, I, I feel like... I'm like Googling Celery Man. <laughs> I feel like that's is a good opportunity. That's who showed me the dog I was going to say, does he time. do bachelorette parties? Yeah. Now that you've... Um, now Are you you've, planning a bachelorette party? And will party? you marry me? You didn't, ask, you didn't let me finish the second part. Oh, okay. And now that you've um, shared that dad joke, maybe it's time for your dad joke. Okay, here's... This is assuming that when your child is old enough to understand jokes... Rizzoli and Isles is still on the air. <laughs> when you drive by a billboard for Rizzoli and Isles, you say, Rizzoli and Isles, is that a TV show or an Italian dinner? <laughs> and then your kid will be so embarrassed. And that, and that it, there is therefore a successful dad joke. What do you see as the key, the target demo for this joke? Well, that's, it's what a dad joke, it's, so, it's supposed to just embarrass whoever's around, especially your kids. But you're really projecting far into the future because a child doesn't develop the capability of being embarrassed by its parents until it's like eight or nine, I like right? that you have no qualms with the premise of the joke. <laughs> no, this is, a, this is a solid piece of business here. This is a great little chunk that Jordan's carved out. Well, Jordan's a is, professional comedy how writer. How long has Law & Order been on the air? Like 20, 20 25 years. years. Well, the original is off, right? Didn't the Jay Leno show get rid of it? Oh, yeah. No, you know, I think the original Law & Order is gone, yeah. but very recently. I'm just saying, That's, I think that Rizzoli and are Isles you imagining, the same staying power. Are you imagining a sort of Rizzoli and Isles verse? 
with a variety of spinoffs, Rizzoli and Isles. Oh, SVU. SVU and so forth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who's that guy that's Maybe they in bring ev- in like a Steve Gutenberg? Well, I was going to say, who's the guy that is in everything? He used to be a stand-up comedian, and he links all the universes. Philip Bosco. No. no. Uh, Incorrect. Incorrect. He's the one he appeared on Homicide and The Wire. Right. The Bells. Oh, yeah. Richard yeah, Belzer. Richard Belzer. Yeah. I mean, if we can get Belzer involved in some sort of Rizzoli and Isle spinoff, then everything will... Then I think that will ensure that my joke is valid I w- well into 2020. I want to take this opportunity to convey to our at-home listener just the absolute placid confidence with which Julie Klausner is delivering these little nuggets of vital information. You got my name right. Julie is well it's out of out of it. sheer respect. I was in, I was having a great time mispronouncing your name earlier. <laughs> and frankly before you came here I was trying to remember which one it was and I thought I should go back and check the sound of young america oh. that you were on to check which which one of the pronunciations it was. But um, actually when I got here he said uh, did I get it wrong on the sound of young america? Is that no, why you're making that face? I can't remember. I no. think I asked you before we started. Yeah, and you we then probably got it, got right. it right. I don't remember. Okay, because you said, oh, like I had gotten it wrong, and so I shouldn't go back oh, and check. Oh, no, 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 no. I, okay, well, so I was sitting here stewing over which one is correct, and I had convinced myself that what had <laughs> happened when Julie was on The Sound of Young America was I had, I had said Klausner, like as though you would say it if it were, uh, if it were a you know a, a, came from a romance language or whatever, right? Um, if it was in in the Rhine or whatever, uh, and uh, uh, then she had said, "Oh no, I actually say Klausner or Klausner," and I had, but actually no, I should actually pronounce it correctly. Ideally, ideally. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, Julie is sitting here. Delivering this information with a sense of self-possession that I could only describe as Queen of England-like. I didn't eat the pizza bar. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Jesse and I are still. Yeah, we're struggling to keep our composure as the power lunch eats us from the inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am bad at taking compliments. That's it. One of these things is not like the other. I am not digesting some like you know airmail scent. That's true. Power bar. It did travel here from a foreign nation. A foreign nation which may or may not be stealing our jobs. <laughs> um, Their children are dying in cram schools. We do know this. <laughs> oh, cram schools. That, I've, that I, remember, I know that more than salary men. Yeah, yeah. What about salary men cutting loose at the karaoke parlor? Well, I know of the image. It's certainly like an archetype that Have I Have you can... even seen Rising Sun, Julie? No. I've seen Gung Ho a million times. How will you ever understand 1992 America without seeing Rising Sun, its most significant film? My understandings of that year are mostly grunge-based. Sure. Mm. Sure. She's one of the cool kids. She's a little bit, <laughs> she's a little bit too cool for, for Japan. Julie, what did Mud Honey teach you about Japan? Is there anything? Did they offer um, any insights? They would refer me to Sonic Youth. They would refer me to Chivo Mato. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess, you know, dot, dot, dot. Sure. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're, you're writing your own little cute songs about food. Remember those? I do. They just played a reunion concert here in uh, Los Angeles. How did that go? Uh, actually, by reports of uh, Julia, the producer of The Sound of Young America, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. For some reason, Yoko Ono was also... It was, I guess it was just a Japanese ladies' omnibus. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a, that seems like 
a lineup that makes sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yoko Ono runs around yelling and berating people, and uh, and then Chibomato come on and sing some adorable and I would say ethnically slightly uncomfortable songs about food. They weren't at the time. They were just fun. They were just like Hello Kitty as people, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's I think what makes them ethnically uncomfortable, isn't it? I'm I'm fine. I mean, huh? I'm not I was, I nothing's was, gonna break. Nothing's gonna break her stride. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know when I my my reference for my go to reference for adorable Japanese girl band that was popular in the early nineties. Shonen, Shonen Knife. Knife. I have not heard of oh, Chibo yeah. Mato. You haven't. They were one of them was dating one of the Beastie Boys. I'm sure. Is that I'm sure. Yeah. There uh, was like that that ex girl fashion. I line think, and there was a lot of crossover. Yep. One of them one of them maybe Free Tibet. I'm maybe working that's something from, you could say. I'm working from very vague memories circa nineteen ninety nine, but I'm I'm saying I wanna say one of them was Japanese, one of them Japanese American. That maybe? I have no idea. Something about. Something like I, that. I do not know. Uh but all of their songs, they're sort of pseudo hip hop songs, sort of hmm. like your like the Beastie Boys. Hmm. And uh they were all about food. Every every song was like, you know, bowl of noodles. Um, so there you have it. All right. Well, we're having a lot of fun here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got some new soundproofing up on the walls. Hope you're enjoying that. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hello. I'm Julie Klausner. I'm here as well. It's great to have Julie Klausner here from the uh, Very Funny Podcast. How was your week? Thank you. Um, uh, Comedy writer, uh, performer, bon vivant, (laughs) authoress. Does authoress need a... That shouldn't be gendered. In the, in I the like mis- I like the word. It's funny. It's like Baroness. Uh, authoratrix. Sure. That I don't, uh, that I don't care for. You don't care for that one. <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't. You don't like the implied deception. Or uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like a a, a title. I okay. guess it just sort of like, sounds like you a judgment. want something that suggests suggests that you're a member of the landed gentry. Yes. Something that could go on a nameplate, maybe. <laughs> yes, or some stationery. Okay. Um, I had a I had a wonderful morning doing dad things. Went to the IKEA. Mm. Um, the IKEA is just—it is like a crucible. Sure. Every time you go into the IKEA, you have to—you have to pass through the thousand challenges of the IKEA, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a troll with riddles, and it's just what a fucking nightmare that store is. Just sure. what a horrible nightmare. What did you need at IKEA? I w- here's one of the many. Uh, you one- needed batteries and a plate shaped like a flower. One of the many things that is trial like about the IKEA mm-hmm. uh, is something that we discovered. We were looking for a secondhand crib and uh, changing table for the baby, and we had been looking and looking. And every it turns out, all crib furniture is all baby furniture is just of execrable quality and very ugly. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to buy something that's of execrable quality. It should at least be uh, inexpensive and uh, inoffensive. And so I thought, well, just get some unfinished wood furniture from Ikea. You know, like just some pine sticks in the shape of a crib. And that's fine with me. And it'll cost $69. And so we went to the Ikea to do that. Or I I should say my wife and my mother-in-law went to the Ikea to do that last weekend. Did you have in mind this kind of 
beautiful vintage crib with, uh, you know, carved... <laughs> carousel horses just something that wasn't grotesque something that was not a grotesquerie and oh, so even something with dora the explorer on it yeah exactly like these things even the, even the sec a secondhand crib on craigslist for some reason even the ugliest crib you can imagine it's it's like a weird it looks like um uh, it looks like it is like part of a of a sort of fantastical home development in Florida in 1998. Like, it's, like, all curving and swoopy lines for no reason. It's sort of like the the giant uh, the giant sofa arm of cribs. Um, I don't know why they put those snow cone makers in there, either. It seems dangerous. <laughs> we have this thing. We Seriously, we received this as a gift, and it was very nice of Teresa's cousin to give it to us. She She had her own baby and didn't use it. That's why we ended up with it. This thing that you put the baby in that shakes the baby, and uh, it's called a baby shaker, I think. It just grabs that baby this, by the shoulders. It's to kill unwanted babies, right? Is that what this is it's for? Some kind of, it's some kind of thing that, like, that's supposed to like soothe the baby. So it has like a shaky mode that's like if you put your baby on top of a washer-dryer. And then there's a scolding mode. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jordan, you're thinking of the scalding mode. Scalding mode. Yeah, there's yeah, a hot oil hot, mode. Hot yeah. jets. Um, but it's this weird chair that like, and then it does a sort of swoopy sort of, you know, rocking type motion. It does all these weird motions. And then it plays these horrible songs while it does it. This seems like it's a horrible. nightmare. Contra- this is a baby version of that thing from Clockwork Orange, right? <laughs> that holds your eyes open and shows you horrible images. It's uh, it's really a grotesque machine. And I recently discovered it has an iPod hole. It has like a drawer, <laughs> oh, like a plastic drawer that you pull out and jam an iPod into and put it back in. So you can listen to your like Bruce Springsteen or whatever it is that dads listen to. Uh, while your baby gets shaken to death. Does it shake the baby to the music? Like, is it rhythmic? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think it knows what rhythm is. I gotta be honest, I'm so terrified of this fucking thing. And again, it was very nice of Teresa's cousin to give it to us. You know, she just said, if this doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out for you, you know. Uh, whatever. She's just like, it wasn't her real baby shower gift. It's just we had, they had it on hand. God bless her for it. But, um, I think you should throw it in the garbage. Some movers. <laughs> I feel it's so huge. It's such an enormous contraption that I would feel like I was murdering the earth. If I threw it in the garbage, like I need, would need to find another use for it because I would feel too ashamed. I think you should take it to the dump. I <laughs> Maybe you could put cocktails in there and it'll shake the cocktails. I you guys um, have a I, cocktail party. I was something. hoping this is my secret hope about this thing. Uh we had to move everything in the house uh a couple weeks ago. Um to make room. We we had this when we moved in, we had this idea that we could have this nice master bedroom where my office is as our master bedroom and have the offices downstairs and et cetera, et cetera. And just because of the number of people that we have working here on a day to day basis and also the future presence of a baby it wasn't going to happen so we had to switch everything we had to hire movers because these movers because Teresa can't lift anything and uh you know we needed somebody to winch the box spring back downstairs and she's totally a pussy you're absolutely right um seems like she's being a little bit of a pussy lately and um, like how she won't have a smoking contest with me (laughs) pussy yeah, she's. She but used to be able to drink me under the. I table think she's too, gotten better she's at beer pong. I have she, to say. No, no, it is. She's yeah. gotten better at beer pong. Sure. Um, but the I baby had the is movers. Helping her aim. 
And the movers were going to bring that thing downstairs, and they couldn't figure out how to turn it off. They had accidentally turned it on, and I went over there, and I couldn't figure out how to were turn it off. Were there three movers, all with different hairdos? <laughs> this seems like... And it was... it was, Were they being wise guys? It was going back and forth. It was like swinging and playing music. I could not figure out how to turn it off. And I just told them, I just said, take it downstairs. I kind of hope that it breaks. You should throw it in the monkey cage at the zoo. <laughs> That's funny. Like, you could maybe slip, <laughs> slip the movers 20 bucks and just say, make it look like an accident. Like, is that a service movers offer? Maybe for, like, you know... Uh, like a like a like a piece of art that was a gift that you don't want to have to display. If it's the Delancey Street movers and these guys are get, guys trying to get their lives back together, I can't lead them into a life of criminality. Yeah, taking twenty dollars under the table to anyway fake accident break something at, at the IKEA. We had to make a second trip to the IKEA because when we got home, we found out that because IKEA is from Bjork's imagination, <laughs> they have a special size. Of changing pad that only all other changing pads are one size, and then IKEA changing pads are Bjork sized. Sure. And so you know, there it's a sh- it's a size that's perfect for lingonberry drink enthusiasts, but ill suited to anyone else. And um, so we had to make a second trip to the IKEA to pick up this weird shaped uh, uh, baby holder, um, and. It was, a, it was a, every time you go, I ended up $150 I spent at Ikea for, I don't even know what I bought there. Any batteries. I didn't buy any batteries either. I you bought four lint some, rollers. I try to throw some batteries on there. They have these dollar lint rollers. Oh, that's and, good. And I just bought some lint rollers. I was like, I don't fucking, I guess I should buy some lint rollers. I just, I was so confused. I, it, it was like. It was like it was like when they tried to when they were trying to cure schizophrenia with LSD. Sure. Where they were the goal was yep. to just destroy people's minds yes, and then and build start, it back up. Right, that the brain would would just start from scratch. That's where I was at with IKEA. IKEA within and I skipped the whole first half. I used the first shortcut, the one that takes you from the beginning of the first floor to the end of the first floor. But I still fell apart and just started buying animal-shaped pillows and plastic silverware. Here's how you keep it together. If this is the Ikea that I'm thinking of, yeah. there's a Panera Bread right next door. Uh-huh. Just promise yourself a little treat at Panera Bread after you get done, maybe some chili in a bread bowl, uh-huh. and then just keep your mind on that. Just be thinking, I can get through this. What if I, I accidentally slip? Bread. What if I accidentally slip and I buy some meatballs and lingonberry drink? Did you? Then I'm back in the shit. I didn't. That was that was the one thing that I did. I was yeah. so hungry by the end of it, and it was only eleven thirty. It was still morning. Mm, it was lunchtime. I was. I had expended so many calories trying to fight off the colors that I, at the end I was looking at those hot dogs that they want to feed you at the end. It costs a dollar. Comes with a free drink. Lingonberry drink, specifically. I didn't know they have hot dogs. I knew about the meatballs. The meatballs upstairs. That's and if you're classy. With the noodles. and Yeah. Yeah, that's if you're... Like, yeah, that's if you like have a date with you. And I almost broke, but it was like... It took the, the 3% of my will that was remaining. I rounded it up. You know what I mean? Like, like we were ready to repel the Mongol horde. I rounded up my will... I got everybody on the same page, 
And all I could manage was, fuck hot dogs. We're going to go get some tacos. Where'd you go? Uh, tacos La Estrella. That's a nice taco. It was good. Oh, that's a good taco, Jordan. Jordan, don't cross me on this one. That's I'm a not. I'm just saying you could have had Panera bread. No. Salad, salad in a bread bowl. Tacos La Estrella on York Boulevard in Highland Park, California. Hmm. That's where it's at. York in what? I think we're looking at Avenue 52. Okay. Possibly 51. It's a hell of a taco. A hell of a taco, Jordan. Can you get them in a bread bowl? Yeah, they'll probably give it to you in a bread bowl. Yeah, then, you what know. do they got to lose? Sure. <laughs> Just dig in there, bowl, bowl that bread up. They mm-hmm. probably got some bread for tortas. Sure. In case they need to make some tortas. I don't like tortas. Nobody, torta, nobody likes tortas. Yeah, right? that's a, that's Why a, are you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at tortas. What, you think you're so special? <laughs> I'm mad at tortas. You're not I'm the not first mad one who doesn't like tortas? Julie, I'm I, behind you 100%. <laughs> okay, you just seemed angry. We're all united on the torta front. Let's stop fighting. But we can all agree that tortas are bullshit, right? Sure. Yeah. It's not anything. Why would you want to put a taco inside of bread? Stupid. Just put them on a tortilla. Tortillas are better. I know. Thank I know. you, Julie. And Julie knows. Just look at her calm, collected demeanor. <laughs> all right. Quick, Julie. What was the name of the actor who was in Jurassic Park 1 and 3 but not 2? Philip Bosco. That's probably it. It's Samuel. That's okay. But you answered it with that confidence. What's that, Sam Neill up to? I don't. Not enough. I feel like he and Liam Neeson should play brothers. Oh, that would be good. I feel like Sam Neill can have that. Like Liam Neeson has kind of had this <coughs> resurgence playing badasses, tough, tough middle aged guy. I feel like Sam Neill could do that. He's, he's sort of like the poor man's Liam Neeson in looks alone. Right. Yeah. He's certainly in, not as in not no as other compelling. way. Yeah. Yeah. In my household, uh, Liam Neeson, uh, in the in my childhood household, my father and stepmother's household specifically. Uh, Liam Neeson was like unto a god. Mm. There was essentially a holy trinity, and I think it may be like, the same. Like in sexually, any... like they loved him, they had a crush on him, or oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, women sexually. love Liam Neeson. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was sexual. Oh, never mind. There was there was a holy trinity in my household of uh, Liam Neeson, Sinead O'Connor. And Van Morrison. So just like great Irish people? It's great Belfast people specifically. Oh, I see. Okay. The, the, like, the pride of Belfast That's is so intense. It is, burns so hot that if you are from Belfast uh, 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 and you're not on the other side of the war that's torn a Northern Ireland apart for some 50 or to 100 years, several hundred years at this point, probably. Um, I saw the crying game. Then uh, they are fucking, they fucking got your back. My stepmother, I don't think she listens to any popular music that isn't by Van Morrison or Sinead O'Connor. Still? She's a Sinead... <laughs> Uh, oh, a thousand percent. Really? Oh, she yeah. follow her career? She's, she's fucking down. She, my stepmother is down for she knows she's, made um, up version of Catholicism nun okay. Sinead O'Connor. Because you know she now, now she's fat and has hair and is gay. She's Oh, I didn't know that about Sinead O'Connor. I knew that she was a weird... Uh, I knew that she was a new kind... That she had made up her own kind of Catholicism and oh, was Oh, I a didn't know that. I didn't I, she that. didn't make it up. I'm, if there's somebody out there in her version of Catholicism, I don't. It's not. It's not Mel Gibson Catholicism. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's didn't not, Mel Gibson also make up a Catholicism? His father is a part he of. He is the Pope in Sinead O'Connor's Catholicism. Oh, okay. And you prayed directly to him. 
Is that what Catholics do? They don't pray. No, you don't don't pray pray directly. You pray pray to Liam Neeson, and Liam Neeson has a direct line to him. And he has a a certain set of skills. Exactly. And then Van Morrison comes in, and instead of saying words, he just makes sounds. But you're totally on board, because it's great. Have you guys (laughs) tremendous. You guys have seen... I imagine, because we're... I feel like we're all on the same page in this conversation, that you guys have seen Taken... I have not seen Taken, but I seen, I would like I, to I've see it. I've seen like bits and pieces. Like I know of Taken. Okay, you well, you guys really should. It is the like it especially Jesse, especially with your looming uh, position as dad. It is a movie. It seems like a movie by and for dads because it is. Uh, it contains. It, it's the horrors in the movie are horrors that are very specific in a dad's mind. I would imagine. And then kind of in the end, the the marginalized father is the ultimate hero and the um and the kind of bitchy um uh the bitchy ex wife is made to look like a fool. Who's that? Elizabeth Perkins? No, oh gosh, I forget. Gretchen Mole? Uh-huh. Yeah. I um I am I am ex I am excited and interested to see Taken because while I do have some concerns about whether it's it's brutality will upset me. It's not. It's you know. It's a. It's a PG thirteen movie. So oh, it can is only, it really? It can only be so yeah, brutal. There, there is some actually brutal there, stuff. There in it, is but. a human centipede scene in it. Sure. Oh well, I'm but okay it's a, with brutal, brutal sexuality. It's fine with me. Yeah. Um. If if the if the violence is emotional and it's there for a reason that's sexual, then I'm on board. Um. The my um the thing that appeals to me about it is that. These revenge dad movies, mm-hmm. the amount to which Liam Neeson is more appealing to me than Mel Gibson is unquantifiably I huge. I don't even think you can compare the two. You're comparing them because of Ransom? Well, because, yeah. yeah well, don't you feel like Mel Gibson I, is I a guy feel, who would star in a revenge dad movie? I feel like it's Liam Neeson and Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. That was the, that was the uh, sure. other example I was getting to. And, like, nothing... nothing wrong with Harrison Ford like there is with Mel Gibson. I mean, Harrison Ford is fine. I feel like Mel Gibson is the wild card of, like, I don't even think you can categorize him with those three considering the last couple of years. Like, it's like, you know, saying something about Charlie Sheen, like, without taking the last year into account. Yeah, I right. feel like yeah. His, can you, is there a Mel Gibson entire, cutoff? His entire sure. career is tarnished. Like, even, like, Lethal Weapon, which I, I loved him in that. And you're like, oh, my God, that's why he is a star or was a star. His mad madness is what's driving him. He's just, mm. like, that funny action guy that is very hard to, like... Um, like not seem too cool with like I feel like Will Smith did it in Men in Black and not all, and Bruce Willis to some extent um, with uh, with what was the first but Bruce Willis surrogates. Has, no, but Bruce know. Willis has never is terrible what Bruce Willis has never with been Die able Hard, Die Hard. Sure. yeah 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 Bruce Willis has never been able to master the uh, master the ability to truly be a revenge dad. Um, I think I feel there's like he a. Could, though. Do you do you think you could buy? Uh, do you think you could buy badass Bruce Willis as a warm dad? Like, do you think he could make that like turn a, in the same film? If it was like a teenage daughter, I think I'd believe that. Have you guys seen Live Free or Die Hard? No, I have seen Live Free or Die there Hard. There is a revenge dad element to Live Free or Die Hard, and I, I, it's been a while. I have not seen the movie since its theatrical release. Five years I was ago, surprised but I remember how much... that being that working. Like I think there is a scene where his daughter is making out in a car, and he like drags the guy out of the car. 
And uh, I like to revenge. Me, I think um, it, that worked for me. I like revenge mom as a genre. You're talking about like Sally Field did it, and then in the um, Flying Nun, right? Yes, <laughs> she flew to the rescue. No, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Jodie Foster, I think. Um, yeah, or what is? I, I guess I can, a revenge mom movie doesn't come to mind when I think of that. What are the? What's the? What's in the revenge mom canon? I forget the name of the Sally Field movie, but she was out for justice. Mm. Um, her her and there's a great Pilates scene. In well, it. she has a <laughs> she has a weird she has a weird like she has that weird like harsh edge to her. You think? Or she could just go. Argh. I. Really? That's interesting, because I feel like Sally Field is someone who aged very cutely, and then in the 70s, she was just straight-up foxy. And as she got older, she wasn't um, matronly as much as it's like, oh, it's it's cute Sally Field. Her cuteness has always has always struck me as uh, like a well-developed mask for uh, for that kind of edgy, harsh mad woman. I don't know about edgy or harsh. I, I would think that it would be a mask for just like an internal breakdown, like sobbing, like the, those, <laughs> those Boniva ads kind hmm. of like um, f- facade. But uh, but interesting. It's interesting you feel that way. Yeah, I do. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here. And, no, no, no. I, I I'm think, not gonna sit here and tell you that I don't because I do. That's how I feel about Sally Field. What about Jamie Lee Curtis? Not Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. You have. Um, Positive sure. memories of her in Trading Places, but, topless. J- oh, does that anyone was, not? I feel Holy like that, that is such a important. Like Beans McGee, like, that's tremendous. This is what sex is, kind of thing <laughs> for people. Like even women, they're just like, oh my god, because she wasn't beautiful. She was sexy. J- uh, Jody- what's been the last? What's been the last actually famous topless woman in a movie? Well, it's not the way it used to be. Yeah, I was thinking that when you said it, 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 I'm like, well, isn't that weird that Jamie Lee Curtis, who I think at that time was famous, right? I mean, can well, be her, pa- her parents were famous, so she was oh, sort sure. of born into being famous gotcha. in some way. But I, I know she the was 80s, famous maybe for just for being in Halloween or whatever it was. Oh, that well, she Halloween was, in. was like her bit. Oh, yeah, sure. that was her big movie. But no, there was a lot of 80s topless. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm hesitant to say fun, but like <laughs> there is definitely an element to like to make a PG or PG-13 movie. You add a, like a boob shot, whereas now it's just nudity, I think. Um, I didn't see the latest Hangover. I assume that there is like spread eagle full the, frontal. The, right. the latest Hangover is like if you imagine and I um, I want to say that I. I, maybe I talked about this on Jordan Jesse Go, but I'm sick of people saying that it's exactly the same as Hangover One because it's completely different. Well, isn't it much darker? It's just It's like a. It's like Taken. It's like what <laughs> if Taken starred, and it's competently made in that area. Like I found it. I never sort of. I never lost track of what was happening. I mean, you never was, lost track of how many hookers were murdered. I didn't like. There was no point where I was like, where I didn't want to engage. Because you make it. hash marks on the back of the seat. But yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no, there's nothing fun. Almost nothing fun in Hangover Two. Like they've, it's maybe it's just because I had, maybe it's because my memories of Hangover One are clouded by the fact I saw it in a preview screening, so I didn't have to deal with the sort of full cultural force. Of the kind of the sort of douchebaggery that came out of the, I could be like that movie was a little bit douchey, but hey, it's got those great people in it, and they were being really funny. You know what I mean? And hey, there was a lot of good jokes in it, so the douchiness is not that big of a part of it. It's maybe twenty five percent. I can let it go. 
but maybe it's just the three years of associated douchery that's piled on top of that film uh, overwhelmed me as I watched Hangover 2, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Tough to say. Tough to say, guys. Can I ask you one question? Yes. Did you see uh, the Spike Lee film The Inside Job? Inside Man? Inside Man. Yes. There you go. With uh, Jodie Foster? No, I didn't. Spike Lee, this, number one, this thing, this movie's tremendous. Is it's it? just great. Because he makes some bad movies, too. He's made some really horrible movies, it's true. But um, it's great. I mean, it's just a fucking This is back blast. in the time when uh, Clive Owen was in all movies and movies were better for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you like Clive Owen? Oh, he's terrific. He's so handsome. He, yeah, him and, uh, him and Jason Statham are going to be mm-hmm. kicking each other in the face and something coming up. I'm very need, excited. I, like I need this. to ask like, you about um, this in a second. Okay. Uh, Jordan, that is actually on my list of things I need to talk to you about. I like but, Daniel Craig. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, totally. I would let him punch me or make he's, out with me or whatever. He's really sexy. He's super sexy. I Do think you, he's sexy. I was I was rewatching uh, his first James Bond movie on it's, cable. It's great. As I love a lady, that, movie. that movie's great. Is there anything sexy about the scene where he's bonded and being <laughs> hitting the nuts with a rope? No, but I mean, well, <laughs> that scene's really intense. <laughs> I saw that with my mom. <laughs> and um she'd already seen it. We were at a weekend for a spa mother daughter weekend and um we we're like, Oh, let's this is on demand, let's watch it and she's like, You're gonna love it and she goes, uh James she goes, uh uh Daniel Craig is in this. He's rough trade and I'm uh. like, Where did you learn that term? <laughs> and then that scene came is that, on. Is that has something it? to do with gay bondage. Maybe she, I'm just thinking she that learned that's the it name. from you know, her from her seventies you know, gay friends. Apparently and then I talked to her recently and I was like, Remember Remember when you said Daniel Craig was rough? It's like, I don't even know what that means. I never said that. I'm like, all right, mom. But that, that scene came on. She's like, and I've never been to Studio 54. I, exactly. And that, su- that scene came on and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, this is, this is kind of gay. And it was. It was gay. Was it exciting? The, I think just watching Daniel Craig Daniel sort of Craig like has, make eggs is exciting. Daniel, so. Craig <laughs> has, Daniel Craig's sort of version, especially in the Bond films, of kind of brutal hyper-masculinity is and, kind and of gay. And also being English and also being blonde is like an interesting... I don't know. I, I think he's terrific. It's sort of it's he's sort he's sort of gay in the same way that Steve McQueen is kind of gay. There's something yeah. about that. There's something about that absurd absurd masculinity absurd, and, absurd masculinity that that makes you think that somebody is engaging in gender play. <laughs> sure. Did you guys see the new X Men movie? No. No. Oh, there's a lot of that. In there. Okay, anyway, but this is what sorry. I need to ask you. That is on the heels of this. I watched the Jason Statham film. Uh, the bank job. Sure. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And I thought, this Statham. I, I like this fella. Sure. I can see what people see in this sure. guy. The movie was not a great film, but it was okay. But Statham, it's a I nice, was like... It's a nice movie. I was like... And, and I, like, I enjoy a heist movie, so sure. I, was in, I was on board. You know, that, that's my idea of fun. If you want to talk about what kind of, what kind of movie that's not great but is only okay uh, that Jesse will enjoy watching, you're pretty much looking at a... A well-made heist movie, a moody heist movie, or uh, or basically The American starring George Clooney, <laughs> like a movie where yeah, George Clooney wears beautiful clothes in Europe and puts, <laughs> it puts a gun puts together. guns together. Yeah, yeah and like talks, yeah, smelts his own bullets. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm interested in in watching. If you're going to have me watch a movie that's a B and not an A, but I wondered if you thought Jordan, because you know me well, we've sure. known each other for ten plus years. 
if I could enjoy the filmography of Jason Statham. Let me think if there's any Statham movies. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I might say The Bank Job is the one that you would be most like likely to like. Um, are there any that are like? Um, are there any that are like Jackie Chan movies? Yeah, you should see the the first Transporter movie has a lot of like you know a lot of uh, practical stunt work. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's just maybe I just the don't want to see somebody's movie. brains on the floor or something. Yeah, you know? no, it's a, I think that's a PG thirteen. I don't so want to see something that, that where the whole goal is to upset me. Yeah, like, um, like Saw. Yeah, like Saw. And wait, how do, okay, let me ask you this: yeah. How do you feel about Tyrese as an actor? Well, I when I saw Too Fast, Too Furious three, yeah, um, I was very impressed with Tyrese as an actor. I thought he was great in that. Me too. <laughs> I was Me like, Tyrese too. is likable. Tyrese, yes. He's funny. He's bringing a lot to the movie. Sure, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. The Lord only knows. He's. I really was like Tyrese was basically one of the only credible performances in that film. Julie, thoughts on Tyrese? Tyrese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh-huh. I I'm not. I, I never saw. Um, I didn't see the Too Fast Too Furious. Okay. Although apparently Vin Diesel just sweats for the whole movie. Yeah, everyone is it's always really weird. Sweaty it's just a sweaty car shot. movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. the only. It's the only. Um, it's the only Fast Furious film I've seen. Oh, is it? Or was were too, you able to follow it? Having not seen the Too Fast Too Furious three or what was it called? Uh, Faster and this Furious. This is Fast or? Five. Fast Five. Right. 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 I, right. I, I might also say that there's. That 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 technically is the only that's one you too fast, see. too furious four. Sure. Um, I uh, I now I saw it in a movie theater full of uh, Mexican American children, the intended uh, audience who should not have been in the movie theater, uh, and that added a lot to my appreciation of the film. But and and the fact that like when the reggaeton guys came on, there was like in a three minute applause break. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy that movie. I have to admit, yeah, it's cool. It's super I'm cool. not a big. I'm not like a king stupid action movie guy. Uh, I rarely will go see an action movie, but I did enjoy Too Fast, Too Furious four. Yes. Uh, uh, on the so, topic of is there uh, is there another Statham movie that you would enjoy? Uh, I think. Yeah, Bank Job, Transporter 1. Do mm-hmm. not see any Transporter movie other than one. Okay. If you like Tyrese, yeah. give Death Race a try. Okay, Death Race and Transporter. Yeah. What about Crank 2? Uh, oh, you should not see Crank 2. I, uh, I enjoy Crank 2. The, uh, it was the, the topic of, a, of conversation on the uh, Paul Shear podcast, How Did This Get Made? Uh-huh. This week, and they are all enthusiastic supporters of Crank 2. Uh, you, you, I don't think you will like it because it is purposefully over the top. I'm, but I mean, but like in a fucking insane way, like it's like even more insane than too fast, too furious Four. No, I mean, on a whole other level, unlike it almost borders on gay camp that it's so insane. Like they turn into Godzilla monsters for no reason at some part. There's like, how is that gay? Uh, you know, in that it's just, it, it's, it's, it's just can't, you're, yeah, it's, you're it's, redundant. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. In that it, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like an, a, a drag show version of an action movie. Like as drag show is to show crank, sh- crank two is to action crank movie. show, crank show, <laughs> which is the name of the drag show that I go to every week. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you will find the thing exhausting. What do you, what do you funny. call yourself? Jordan river. Oh no. I just go to watch. I'm not. I haven't gotten the confidence yet. Someday. 
I will go up as Jordan River, the uh, Middle Eastern drag queen. Jordan Euphrates. Yeah, and I will baptize people with my pee. Jordan, I believe in you. Thanks, Jesse. Wow. I don't know. There's, there's, there's waterworks in this drag show that you're in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Water, That's really... Water, water sports. Water sports? <laughs> you said waterworks. That would be crying. I, I do cry was... while I piss on the audience because I'm so embarrassed. That's great. That's part of my shit. That's like calling bondage bonding. Real <laughs> <laughs> some male bonding. That is... We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Julie Klausner. I'm here too. You just did something. I tried to point to you and I accidentally hit my microphone stand and made all kinds of noise and covered <laughs> up here. Zookeeper. Guys, Coldstone. Zookeeper. Return trip to Coldstone. That's our that's our evening. We should just say fuck it. Jordan, did you grow up in a dysfunctional household where everything was papered over with episodes of the King of Queens and trips to Coldstone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, right? I, I, finally, turned out, I turned out okay. I've known Jordan for 11 years. I finally get some insight into yeah. what's going on underneath, underneath that curly hair. <laughs> King of Queens. Gotta Cold have Stone it. Creamery. Um, hey, how about some sponsors, Jordan? Sure. Uh, guess what? Hmm. Uh, we have a new web form if you want to uh, get yourself on them. Jordan Jesse Go Jumbotron. <laughs> MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what we do, Julie, is if we have listeners out there, whether they just want to wish somebody a happy birthday or plug their business or whatever, just like at the Jumbotron at the ballpark, you can slide us a couple bucks and we'll uh, throw you out there on the Jumbotron. So... Uh, here's what we got this week. Number one, uh, our friend Matt Howie and his great website, Fuelly.com, uh, F-U-E-L-L-Y.com. This is, I think this will appeal, appeal to you, Julie. Uh, this is right up your alley. This is a website uh, for people that want to keep track of what uh, gas mileage they're getting in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, I know you're a gearhead. I don't, I don't have a car. Yeah, Julie's a New Yorker. You got, you got a driving card, though, right? A driving card? A yeah. driver's license? Yeah. Yes, I and I have a sweet Ford Focus for the week. So, oh, that's yeah. nice. Hey. That's a nice car, and nice that is car. an unpaid mention. That is, I want to make that clear. Oh, that yeah, is an no, unpaid no, mention. I didn't. The good people at the good people at Ford are not paying us yet to bring up us. the Ford Focus. Us. Yeah, I'm cutting myself in on this thing. <laughs> I'm selling the advertisement here, Julie. It's a beautiful car. Anyway, whatever kind of car you have, be it Ford Focus. Toy, Toyota Tacoma. Toy, toy, toy. Um, <laughs> Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> you can go to fuellead.com and track, track and share uh, the mileage you're getting. If you're like, if that's a, something you're excited about and into, just fuellead.com and you can, you, can t- you can compare what other people with the same car are getting. So you can challenge yourself to drive more efficiently and get better gas mileage and save the earth and be a fucking gas mileage nerd. Um, we also have uh, one more business message this week, Jordan. Mm. Uh, a return engagement from our friends at AbundaTrade.com. Hey. They were so delighted with our first message a couple months ago that they have gone back in. It's a website where you can basically trade in any kind of media uh, for something new. And you can either literally, literally trade or sell it to them and they'll sell it out. It's uh, AbundaTrade.com. CDs, DVDs, and video games, all of them, 
You just, they will literally, if you want, if you have enough shit, they will send you a shipping label. You just put it in a box and send it off to them and never worry about it again. It's sort of like selling your books on Amazon or something, except that you just put it in a box, send it to them, and never worry about it again. And the money starts rolling in. Set it and forget it. Or you can buy that's the you can buy stuff at abundantrade.com or whatever. Anyway, if you go to uh, abundantrade.com slash jjgo.php, do not forget the dot php. So abundantrade.com slash jjgo dot php uh you will get a special deal uh an extra 15 percent on uh tr- your trade value um all you have to do is type in jj go uh in the how you heard about us Not so bad. our special thanks to the abundant trades i think if i remember correctly they're based in the santa cruz area our old stomping grounds sure Send those send those book CDs and whatnot off to Watsonville or Ben Lomond. Yeah, uh, we'll have to meet them at Saturn Cafe at some point. Aptos, mm-hmm. the Capitola Book Cafe, maybe. These are all places. These are different cafes in the Santa Cruz mm-hmm. area. Julie, you got any cafes in the Santa Cruz area to contribute to this? I was gonna. What's Aptos? Like toss your apps. And that's exactly what it is. Yes, it's a town near Santa Cruz. Where oh, the, it it's is. Where the mall is. Like if you needed to go to the mall, you go good, to Aptos. Is it a good mall? No. Let's see, I remember a GameStop and what a are, Journey's shoe store. By now, I would say that court? by now it's either... No Julius. I should just say no Julius. If that, that's... You know. by, by now it's either, it's either been revamped or it's a real situation. <laughs> it's been 10 years since Jordan and I have lived in Santa Cruz. So mm-hmm. during that 10 years, because it was, it, was, it was a sort of... It was in your it was in your sort of one Macy's one JC Penney's type situation when we were there like uh yeah. like this could go either way type right. of deal. There was also a Sears. Uh yeah, like you, this could this could start having an anchor tenant of a of a TJ Maxx real quick. Yeah. Um I I cannot speak to it. I cannot speak to where it is, but that's my pro- my projection is it's either been revamped, they brought in some nice lux- luxury retailers or you're looking at a lot of TJ Maxx's, Marshalls, and a lot of sneaker stores. I will avoid it at all costs. Capitola. That's why we, we used to call it Crapitola. <laughs> <laughs> My kid's going to love that when I take him on vacation to Santa Cruz. He will really enjoy it. Are you having really a boy? Tremendous. Yeah, he's going to be a boy. Aww. Yeah, me and him are going to be best pals. We'll probably play a lot of baseball together. I'll strike him out. <laughs> I think I could get to be able to strike his, him out. You don't out. care about his self-esteem. Fuck self-esteem. Kid's got to learn he, about losing. He's got to know and his, now he's a loser. Jose he, Canseco never learned about losing. Oh yeah, I've I've been noticed. I noticed his Twitter diatribes recently. Those are funny. What has he been Twitter diatribing? <laughs> uh, no, you don't follow him on Twitter? No, I don't follow Jose he's Canseco terrific. on Twitter. He's a really good Twitterer. I only fo- I like, only follow like, um, Walter Weiss. It's uh okay. That was a, that was something <laughs> for the people who are big fans of the 1988 um, uh, American League champion Oakland Athletics. Oh, I thought that was like uh, the Jewish Breaking Bad, like not Walter White, Walter Weiss. I don't ah. know anything about baseball, but well, um, thank you for giving me that much credit. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but no, Jose Canseco. It's like tiding me over uh, between seasons two and three of Eastbound and Down, just following him. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, twittering about his ex girlfriend and from in the Bay Area. It, 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 but it does. It is even 
Kenny Powers-esque. It is about, like, oh, yeah. how she'll take your pot and then fuck you over. Like, it is in that vernacular. That's what I mean. Like, it's tiding me over. I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, it's sure. Like, it's like an extra on the DVD. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one. It's incredible. I remember, uh, I remember distinctly when I was eight or nine years old, and he was a superstar with the Oakland A's, and I was mm-hmm. a child in San Francisco. Oh, where, do you grow up in the Bay Area? Yeah, okay. I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. And I remember... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I remember distinctly an incident where he was caught driving, I believe it was his Porsche... <laughs> I, I'm going to say 150 miles an hour uh, yeah. on the freeway. And uh, he said that he had been running badly, so he wanted to see what it could do if he put some jet fuel in it. He is someone who, my friend Alex Scordellis, who also grew up uh, in, in the Bay Yay. Area, um, introduced me to. And he uh, told me all about his autobiography, Juiced. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is that what and it's called? It's called Juiced. And he, he is unrepentant. He, named, he, he still names, supports. He names names, um, you know, who did what in the steroid situation. Did he do steroids? I don't know, yes. but I'm going to say yes. Yes. Um, Judging by his his legendary blind rages he, and his um, enormous muscles. He had sex with Madonna, um, and he talks about all the groupies that he met on the road. He calls them road beef. <laughs> um, it's a, it's it's road a, beef. It's a tour de it's a tour de first, and um, you I know beef curtains. My friend Alex, Vaginas. who I uh, did Cat Whisper with, uh, a friend of mine, and he is he's I credit him with introducing me to the world of Jose Canseco, which is a world that keeps on giving. <laughs> just do you, I mean, is it worth Jesse? Is it worth just going to twitter.com slash Jose Canseco right now and just maybe reading what's at the top? I bet it's great. Okay, I'm going. Give you a little dialing music. Oh, uh, Julie, now that you mention it, your Cat Whisperer videos is ve- are very oh, funny. thank you very much. I enjoyed James Urbaniak's appearance. He's so funny in that yes. first one. So while Jesse's dialing this up, here's, I'm going to recommend that everyone go you. watch Julie's Cat Whisperer videos. Thank here's you Here's his Here's his uh, profile uh, at Jose Canseco, Los Angeles, California. Actually, the other day, I was on uh, the Sklar Brothers Very Funny Podcast, uh, Sklarbro Country, mm-hmm. and uh, Nate Cordry... Uh, was the guest on the program, the very funny and talented actor, Nate Cordry. And uh, he said that he was playing softball one time, and then Jose Canseco and his girlfriend came by and asked if they could play. That's amazing. And, um, and he gets to work with Kathy Bates. Jose, Can- Jose Canseco does? No, <laughs> Nate Cordry does oh, okay. on Harry's Law. Ah. Um, here is, uh, here's his profile. Stand and fight for the truth. Don't let any person or group of people... Take advantage <laughs> of any you. person or race. Uh, fight the liars and hypocrites. Good and honest people suffer too much. Mm. Um, would love to meet a nice, wholesome Midwest girl here in Chicago. We play tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in Zion if anyone is out there for me. Is he still playing baseball? What is uh, he doing? Maybe he plays fast pitch softball or something. Um, his, I want to be clear here, wholesome is spelled H-O-L-E-S-O-M-E. <laughs> it could be a misspelling or it could be descriptive. He could just be a terrible, terrible, yeah, terrible person. Advice to the wise. Don't fall in love with women who take their clothing off for a living. <laughs> or have a bad problem or have a bad drug problem. You can't fix them. Be careful with women who show off their, that's T-H-E-R-E, Tits and ass, and think that's a career. He's right. Layla, I will never forget what you just told me over the phone. I will never forgive or forget what you said to me, Layla. You are, letters, evil. 
great. There's something about her stealing his pot too, which is one of the greater. One of uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of look at this crazy celebrity's Twitter, but like his his, his is pretty golden. Come watch me destroy a softball July 3rd at Anaheim <laughs> Stadium. I will show you that even at 47, I am the best power hitter on the planet and steroid free. <laughs> there you go. What is this? One just says roids. <laughs> I, mean, the, the, I mean, the Twitter, uh, the Twitter thing is what are you doing? Maybe he just took that literally. Just the next one says, drop dead. <laughs> I don't know what maybe this he thinks, is. Maybe he doesn't know about at replies or something. Maybe he thinks that was meant for a specific person. It's just anyway. madness. Okay, anyway, if you want to be on our Jumbotron, <laughs> speaking of sports, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. $100 for a personal message, $200 for a commercial message. You can always get in touch with Teresa at MaximumFun.org if you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go for a... Uh, Longer thing, a more involved thing, uh, real advertisements and so forth. Uh, anyway, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Julie Klausner. I'm here, too. Okay, it's great to have Julie Klausner here. Thank you. Nice um, to be here. Last week on the program, we talked about, I think, a lot about sort of the wisdom that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this, Julie, but between Jordan and myself, we have almost 60 years of life experience. <laughs> um, we... We've been through a lot. Um, you know, I I grew up uh I grew up uh white in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. Uh Jordan I've has beat, had curly hair in yeah. a world of straight haired people mm-hmm. for his whole life. I've also you, beat most of the Mega Man games. Are you Jewish? I'm not Jewish. You look Jewish. I get we've, that. We've both we've both had I prefer me- Jewy. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> As a Jew, I don't. Well, fine. <laughs> We're both Gentiles who are often presumed to be Jewish. People think you're Jewish too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't seem as Jewish to me. Thank you. I seem, you're saying <laughs> I seem more Jewish. I felt like that was it. I needed to say that, but no, I didn't no, no. mean it at all. You're I saying I seem more that. Jewish than Jesse. You've got, I, I like know 12 guys I went to Hebrew school that look just like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what's most important is that we both came through our teenage years uh, not just unbroken, but stronger, wiser. I think in a way we're visionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell you're not lying because you're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've we've got a kind of clarity of vision that I think a lot of young people are looking for in a world where they're getting all these messages, you know, what is MC Hammer telling me? What is Barbara Walters telling me? What are all these different voices that are so important to teenagers? Should I actually be avoiding the noid? You know, am I a, am I a fever believer? Um, all of these things are inside of what teens' was that brains. Last one? Was that WKRP? He's a popular, he's a dancer. He's a dancer from television. Uh, he's got Jason, very... Jason Fever? Um, it's not Johnny Fever. No, this little this little fella, 
um, has taken America's hearts by storm. Um, I think he he may have beaten up Rihanna. Sure. He's best friends with bathroom attendant. He's a little Canadian oh, I, fella. Uh, sure. This is a little Canadian fella. I, it's, he's magical. I mean, it, he is just magical. And teens have all these different things going into their head. You know, should I be, what should I do when I grow up? Should I be a fireman? Sure. Should I be a woodsman? The gum lobby is jumping down your throat. Yeah, they want you to chew gum, even in, even in class. Smack your lips. They you don't know, care these are all things. Moral. Baggy pants. These are all things that teenagers are facing today that they're that they didn't have to face uh, in the past, and that we've been through. Like we're cool, we're experienced, but we're also really cool. Like we're role models to a lot of teens, mm-hmm. and so that's why we've decided to turn our chairs backwards um, and have this segment called Straight Talk for Teens. Oh, we've, I'll also be draping my leather jacket over my shoulder. We've had these, we've had some cool teens out there in our audience. Give us a call and ask us for advice. And so, uh, we're here to offer it to them. Let's, let's go, uh, let's go straight to the tape. Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Pat from Marlboro, New York. I, uh, I have a, Straight talk for teens, I think. I was talking to my cousin. He's going off to college next year, and he's uh, he he his girlfriend is still going to be a junior in, co- in high school, and he's like, I'm worried about the whole I'm going off, you know, the college thing, you know, with my girlfriend. What happened there? You know, is this going to happen? I said, Don't worry about it. Things going to happen. You know, it's college. But he doesn't listen to me, and I'm pretty sure if you guys give him some straight talk, he'll listen. It's all about his girlfriend, how he's worried about it. All right, thanks. Bye. Oh, my cousin's name is Tom, too. What is he worried about? He didn't make that clear. He's worried that he and his girlfriend are not going to be together There's anymore be when he problem. moves away. He's going to go away to college. Right. His girlfriend's going to be back home in high school. Yes. And uh, Will the he's relationship to, last? Will the relationship last? Okay. It's an interesting question, mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah. It's an I, interesting this is, question. I, had this, this was, I went off to college with a girlfriend who was a year behind me and who stayed at home. Did you, yeah. break, did you guys break up? No, well, we tried, to, we tried to have an LDR. How'd that go? Uh, That's, uh, you would know that as Mormon. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, here, here's, here's what I'll say about it. I, I, would, I would advise teens to not do this. Just because in college should be about having fun and boning down. To, to not what? To try oh. to have a long-distance relationship? Try to stay together? Yeah, because it seems like if you're not planning on – if you're not planning on going to the same college mm-hmm. – um, I, I don't know. Well, it, well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, it didn't. It didn't work out for me. She. I. I got. I got. I could be speaking from the perspective of the dumped because I. I was dumped during the summer, and that kind of felt like. So you guys lasted a year. In yeah, a long when, distance. Yeah, way? so it was weird. And then when I got back for the summer, that's when. That's when I got. I got. I got the dump. Okay, but you had a year of it that was. Yeah, you know, and I think I really. You regret. I. I well, I. I kind of regret it. Um, and I, but I do think I was kind of an obnoxious boob. I think I, uh, called and package sent too much to the point where I seemed just so needy and like I wasn't. So it sounds like you regret how you went about having a long distance relationship. Yeah, maybe Not if I was you... a little cooler about it. Yeah. Like if you had, I can't help but notice the sure, black sure. leather jacket you've got draped about my shoulders. Sure. Maybe if you had that then. Yeah, no, I know me. I I was, I mean, I didn't Metaphorically, get this leather Julie. jacket till 
Um, I mean, he literally does have a really cool. Is that Hugo Boss? I think that's Hugo it is Boss. Hugo Boss. It? Thank you for noticing. Um, Thank you for is that, noticing. Uh, Armani Collezioni. It's the Who's the Boss collection of mm-hmm. Hugo Boss. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Hugo Boss. Is who's the boss. <laughs> all clothes. <laughs> Finally, it boss is all clothes. And Danza together. Well, it's all clothes worn by Mona. <laughs> Mona. Um, um, no, I, no, I, but but Jesse, I mean, but you and Teresa LDR'd in college, and now yeah, you're but married we, with a baby on the way. We tried to break up a couple of different times, mm-hmm. um, and it simply did not take. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my wife and I, uh, we are the same age, so we were both going off to college, but she in New York and I in uh, the New York of the West, Santa Cruz. Sure. And, Both cultural hubs, um, one for theater and art and one for hacky sack. Uh-huh. Uh, they both draw similar audiences for Ani DeFranco concerts, specifically. Mm-hmm. Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the, yes, that, that's correct, Julie. Um, I would say you that your cousin... washer dryer set for that. Your cousin <laughs> and this girl need to break up. What? Why are you guys... If, because... Sorry, keep going. Here's the no. thing. If... If it's meant to be, and the summer comes around, and you're back in the same place, and it you get back together, um, then you know it was meant to be, and I, I just don't regret. I I love my wife more than anything. I do not regret that we. It was her plan that we sort of that we decided to break up when we went away to college. And it eventually became abundantly clear that that we were, you know, by the end of that first year of college, it was clear that we were, you know, going to be together forever. But, um, you know, without that time, you know, we wouldn't have known. And I that's why I think it's important, because otherwise what you're going to get is this weird socially and emotionally stunted year of transition uh, that where you won't actually be able to transition because you'll have one foot in each world and you'll all be all mixed up and weird and crazy. You just need to get into the. You just need to get into the mix. And I would also say, I mean, you still probably have some time because it's only July right now. Uh, the fall's two months away. I would start the roids now, right? Yeah. So you're totally juiced when you get to campus. And you want to be super pumped. I mean. The thing don't about, take so many that your dick falls off, because uh, like I said before, you're going to want to be boning down. Yeah, you're going to want to bone down, and you're going to want an attached dick for that. Julie, thoughts? About what? <laughs> what you just said? <laughs> I mean, Julie, you wouldn't bone down with someone whose dick fell off, with you? <laughs> I think I smell your goulash burning. Do you have, a, do you have an opinion about <laughs> I do. I think and- that I think that the brothers should let, you know... I think that the caller should let his brother figure it out, first of all. I don't think it's any of the caller's business. Number one, it's a cousin. Number two, <laughs> we're delivering this guy some straight talk. This isn't for I the guy who called in. I see. Well, if that's the case... If that guy's listening, he should stop listening. How about that? <laughs> I'm kicking it up a notch. Kicking cousins. Um, I think that it depends on the transition that you need. And I know that, you know... Some people need a tough love or a clean break or, but at the same time, I mean, it's a big change going to school and sometimes that big change plus a breakup is just added stress. And, you know, if you're really in love with your girlfriend, then give it a shot and also like have a conversation with the girlfriend, see how she feels. I think that, um, you know. Number one, girlfriends don't have feelings. (laughs) Number two, 
now. Julie Klausner couldn't be more wrong. She's been <laughs> right about everything thus far, but she's wrong on this one. Take I it from think, us. I think you should have a conversation with the girlfriend and say, what, how are we feeling about this and what makes sense and... Yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, and well, I it think, depends on the person. I mean, there's anxious people that I mean, going like moving away is really stressful. Julie, I to- stop talking in circles. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you can't. You, I also, don't even. I don't want any girl. I don't want to condone anybody breaking a girl's heart. Like, what if he, you know, what if he hears his yeah, podcast sure. and he's, he's like, like, no, those assholes are right. Yeah. All right, Kimberly. It's Splitsville. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to be on the side of that. And then like then the he revs crying. his motor, motorcycle. Yeah, that's, I don't want any girls to be I heard, like. I heard Gimbal's got the new Boss Boss collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't condone that or being, you know, behind that course of events in any way. You know, here's, 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 here's what I, here's what I think. Uh, I, I maybe thought, I maybe clarified my thoughts while you were talking. Okay. Um, I think you're right. I think I think I I can remember conversations I had with my high school girlfriend where she was tenuous about staying together. But I think as as I mentioned before, I was kind of uh I was kind of a little needy and a little bit of an emotional mess and maybe I You needed her. Yeah, I mean I think I maybe well, it was my first first relationship and I think sure. I had I had a weird perspective about whether or not we were meant for each other and we were not. So whether or not you knew that you were or weren't meant for each other, you needed to have her around it, even if it was in your mind while yeah, you went away. I don't away. think so. But I, I, think... I, might, I might say, like, it, have the conversation, and, and if the girlfriend is tenuous about staying together, maybe see that as a yeah, as, as a red a, flag, sure. and then do. What I you say dumper, and if you weren't in, if it, you weren't meant, to, if you were meant to be, love will bring you back together. But you're never going to get your act together if you're uh, if you're pining for high school. Sure, this is, high school's over, buddy. Yeah, listen, cuz I call to, him cuz. Time to cram a bunch of dudes in a phone booth. <laughs> Put on your fur coat. Get your, your pennant, raccoon fur coat. Get your pennant with your college name on it. Uh huh. And go wave it around at a football game where they wear See leather. See how helmets. long you can sit on top of a flagpole. Sure, ukulele. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and go. This is Rachel from Oklahoma, and I'll be turning 20 this November, so I only have a few more months left as an official teen. Um, I went to high school in a really small country town, and it was pretty hard to have confidence being different, um, especially in a super Baptist community. Uh, And I'd like to thank you because listening to your podcast helped me tough through quite a lot of bad days. Um, Now that I'm in college, it's gotten easier to just, like, be my own person. But the challenge now is that I basically want to avoid being pegged as a hipster. Um, some of my friends are already becoming parodies. So I get self-conscious because I want to talk about Wes Anderson or indie music, but there's really no humble way to do that or maybe no humble way that's apparent to me. Um, so any advice on becoming a young adult who is into weird things or just alternative things uh, without being super obnoxious would be appreciated. Can I say something? Yeah. This, is, this is not a real problem. <laughs> I don't think, um, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's great that Rachel's in college and, you know, like sort of growing up really and mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I don't need to struggle against people around me anymore. And, but you're still too aware of the people around you. And I think that another 
part of growing up that you'll find out very quickly is that you don't need to define yourself by your tastes as much. And if you want to talk about movies you like, um, you you don't need to be as worried about people judging you suchly. And um, you you don't have to be a cliche if you don't want to be a cliche. Julie, you said suchly, but I thought you said sexually. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to talk about what movies you like, you don't have to worry about people judging you sexually. (laughs) I was starting a new paragraph. Sexually, Liam Neeson is very attractive to Jesse's stepmother. I think... um, Number one, I mean, she's 19 now. She's turning 20 in November. That gives four months, four or five months for to get on the juice. Sure. So she wants, she wants to get super ripped while she still can. Yeah, and, you know, my advice is flip-flopped for ladies. Grow that dick. Uh, <laughs> Grow that lady dick. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, this hipster thing, you know... Um, I, if one more person uses that word in any context at all to me, mm-hmm. I will pound their face into the ground because it is so profoundly meaningless. It is so without, it is a word that has no meaning, only contempt. It, <laughs> it has only grossness. There is no actual content to the word besides a vague sense of superiority over some other and that other is defined by their lack of soulfulness or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I am so sick of the word hipster. It's literally make, it's physically revulsive to me. I am revolted by it. It is disgusting. Um, and what you need to do is just uh, uh, do the shit that you like and be a good person. Yeah, you know, here's my here would be my thing. Um, it, my my tack onto that would be, uh, I think that what what people don't like about those types isn't that they like Wes Anderson, is that they're a jerk to you when you like something that's not Wes Anderson. So I would say, uh, go ahead and like Wes Anderson, and mm, I don't know, the XX. What's the band you can say there? Yeah, probably the X. The XX. Go ahead. Yeah. Whew, I don't good. know who they are. Yeah. yeah, I don't really either. I'm just. I think you can use that there. They so, were on yeah. the sound of your America. I, I like them a lot. Don't oh, yeah. be mean yeah. to someone who wants to talk about, um, you know, desperate housewives. What do you say there? I don't even know what to say there. <laughs> just sure. desperate housewives. Desperate housewives. And go ahead and eat quinoa, but don't yell at someone who likes McDonald's. There you go. Just be a fucking decent person. Sure. And you know what? Here's the other side of that. If somebody, like, here's the thing. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm dressed for a 95-degree Sunday today, but obviously in my day-to-day life, I'll often wear a, a suit or a sport coat or a necktie or some other slightly ridiculous, but I would argue elegant, a uh, pair of women's b- panties. Piece of, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I'll wear something silky underneath, certainly. Uh, it makes I, you feel closer to women. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. I didn't even know about this until, oh, I don't that's know. A big, that's, a, that's a thing. I don't know if you've ever been to one a Crank 2 High Voltage. This is this amazing sure. show that I go to once a week on Thursday nights. <laughs> um, it's absolutely tremendous. But... Um, it's got pissing. It's got crying. But like sometimes I will get an angry email from some random person who saw an episode of Put This On and is like, fuck this hipster. You know what? Fuck them. 
you know, like, obviously, I'm not doing any of these things for any, like, I'm doing them for the reasons, for the reason of their inherent value. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have reasons to do the things that I do. They're not really, like, they're not really, like, desperate social reasons. They're not, like, about belonging to a group of men that, and they're not even really about being weird. It's just, that's the things that I like. And so, if anybody has anything to say about it, Go fuck yourself. That should be your attitude. Like, it's fine. You just go around, be nice to people, try and make yeah, other people's when lives people, better. When people react that way to, like, a subculture is because they feel made fun of. Like, they feel like they're getting judged and made fun of by those people. And I think that sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. Like, I think that, like, oh, I've, I feel like I've been made fun of by those types. So when I hear people talking about fixed gear bikes i get a little defensive like oh sorry i don't ride a fixed gear bike and it's a little off base but it's because i have been made fun of in the past so i think like notice you have you have a lot of gears on your bike i do have so many gears you have a 64 speed jordan yeah so i think recognize that maybe maybe people have been teased before by people who are etsy enthusiasts and just try to try to set a good example you know or just hate everybody yeah or just really spray contempt but it's that i mean i I feel like it's the same it's the same social anxiety that drives people to uh become obsessed with where they stand socially that uh leads them to uh to, to deride other people for being too worried about how where they stand socially just do your fucking thing and be a good person and you'll be fine trust me but if again like the one central message i have to people like whether you're young or old or whatever, is that, you know, steroids don't just help you build muscle. They help you live longer. They help you live a fuller life. And the rages are a small price to pay. So get on the juice, you know, find Mark McGuire, have him stick that needle in your ass and take care of business. Who do you think is easier to find, Mark McGuire or Jose Canseco? Jose Canseco tweets which Jose Canseco's oh, which weird got home run he's going to be softball at. game sure. at Angel Stadium coming up. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, anyway, that's straight talk for teens. If you need some straight talk and you're a teen out there, 206-984-4FUN, the number to call, or you can email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. <clears throat> Jordan Morris, boy detective. I have a new thing where I clear my throat before I say something because it's gross. <clears throat> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds like a blast. I'm Julie Klausner. Uh, Julie Klausner, our guest this week, uh, her very funny podcast uh, is called How Was Your Week? Oh. Uh, you can find it on internet. Uh, you can find Julie Klausner where? We're talking about Twitters, right? Sure. Certainly on the Twitters. Yes. Your twitter.com slash Julie Klausner. I am. Um, you can find her on our award-winning podcast. You can find her on various web series, uh, your various television and film comedy productions. Mm. Uh, you can find her jokes on various television programs. Programs. Um, she's a multi-talented woman. She's in basically. She's got her finger in every pie. Thank you. There's. A, it's difficult to find a pie that hasn't had a finger jabbed into it by Miss Julie Klausner. I there, think this is the time to oh, reveal that Julie is directing my one-person drag show. So it's true. It's going to be exciting. Oh, that I did not commit to. I am still looking over the pitch. I I hope. Okay. Well, it's going to be. It's very exciting. It is. I was at that lunch and I kind of felt like (laughs) he sent me a PDF. That's just the pitch too. That would make your hair uh, curl and then 
relax it into a gentle we were wave. At, I mean, I was there at the lunch. Remember the lunch at Spago last week? It did not go well. I felt I felt like it went pretty well. The lunch was I represent I should mention that I represent Jordan theatrically. And when I say theatrically, I mean on the boards, the stage where he plies his trade as an actor. Yeah. And I have to say that I was there for that meeting with you were there too, Julie. I know. And I'm pretty sure you gave a firm commitment. No. You didn't liter- you didn't sign anything in blood. Okay. I didn't sign anything in ink. But I think when we left I you... asked him to send me something. Right. So you you were gonna direct to, to, still, for you to no, direct. I'm still looking through the PDF. Are you you're not on you're not on board for this because I, haven't I don't think to we it yet. I don't think we can even get a studio green light. This is a studio finance stage production, by sure. the way. I don't think we can get a studio studio green light without without yeah. Klausner being uh, on board. So people know Klausner. That's it's like Jerry Seinfeld directing sure. Colin Quinn's one man show. That show is terrific. You are the Jerry Seinfeld to Jordan's Colin Quinn. Thank you. I haven't uh, committed to it yet. I mean Jordan, but you know about. I mean Jordan is on fuel. I mean this guy is on fuel TV on a week to week basis. Yeah, and he has you a bu- built in. We don't need her. You know why? Why? Because I have a carrot dangling in front of Mr. Bud Court. So you can go fuck yourself. That's yeah. not nice. I'm sorry. Court's, court's on board, yeah. Klausner. The ball is in his court. Klausner, you know what? <laughs> You're fired. I wasn't hired. You are fired. You wanted in on this project. I am not letting you in. I am sealing it off. All that's inside is me and Jordan and Mr. You- Bud Court. <laughs> People are gonna get mad again because you're getting fake mad. <laughs> oh, it's it's always a delight. I will be there opening night. It is always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to have Julie Klausner on the program. Thank I you. insist that you visit a, visit her on the internet. Thank and, you. And say hello. Uh, forum.maximumfun.org, of course, is where we will be discussing this program. I want to take this opportunity because. The very nice woman who works in uh, uh, Rick Burns' production office has pointed out to me several times, each time that I've talked about the documentary film, uh, An Upsetting Tale of Sea Madness, I have failed to say what its actual name is. (laughs) And so no one can find it on their Netflix instant. It's called Into the Deep. This is a film about whaling in uh, 18th and 19th century America uh, that I thought was going to be a regular American experience episode, but turned out to be... Uh, a real terrifying one. Um, very good. G- great, great documentary. Yeah. You can find it on your Netflix instance. It's called Into the Deep. I, what I really recommend, though, is that Coney Island American Experience. Get that on TV. That is worth one of your oh, DVD slots. I think slots. I've seen that. I've that seen that. That is worth one of your DVD slots. Yeah. For Grandpa Al Lewis alone. <laughs> um, 206-9844-FUN, our telephone number. JJ, go at MaximumFun.org. Our email address uh, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron if you want to get on our Jumbotron and email Teresa at MaximumFun.org if you want to advertise on the program. Our hashtag on Twitter, JJGo. It's being embarrassed. One of these weeks we're going to have to we're going to have to do that thing where we listen to an episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me and uh, and talk about how great it is. Talk yeah. about what we can learn from it because they're yeah. really cleaning our clocks. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll be back next week with the great Nick a- Nick Repeat Adams filling in for Jordan because Jordan Jordan's gonna be in a movie film. Yeah, yeah. What movie? Uh, you know, I don't know if I can talk about it yet. Yeah. But I will t- I will tell you off mic and you'll be very impressed. No, <laughs> we'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>